Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Excellence Expected. As ever, my name is Mark Asquith. Thanks so much, as always, for joining me. This week, I'm going to talk about something really, really intriguing. Now, at the moment, we're seeing a real boost, a real boom in the whole software-as-a-service movement. We see things like Dropbox, Evernote, Trello, Highrise, Basecamp, even Google getting in on the act. And software-as-a-service is a real big deal these days. It's attracting a lot of investment and it's attracting a lot of press as well as, of course, a lot of success. And this week, I have the real pleasure of talking to someone who really pioneered that kind of movement with her product, Mr. Site. So welcome this week, B. Hatherley. Oh, thank you very much. You are very welcome and thank <laughs> you so much for joining me. Do you know, it's, Mr. Site is one of those products I've been aware of working in the web industry. I've been aware of it for such a long time and such a massive respect for it. that It really is an honour to, to talk to you about this, B. Oh, that's, that's lovely. Thank you. So, for the listeners out there, B, just tell people a little, I guess, a little bit about you. Where did you come from before Mr. Sai? What's B's story? Okay, well, I've got a bit of an interesting story. Um, I was a musician before I started Mr. Site, and I was trying to get a website for my uh, band online, and it was just really hard, and I, I didn't know where to start. Um, there was all these sort of disparate things I had to bring together like my hosting and my domain name and how do I get that all together and do I have to get a web designer in and I just thought why is it so hard it shouldn't be this hard Um, so I thought about getting a one-stop shop where everything is right there for you it's jargon-free easy to use your domain names included your hostings included and there's a really easy to use uh, website builder um, and stick it all in a box and uh, make it easy for anyone uh, anyone to use. So that's exactly what we did. That's fantastic. So it's a real solve-your-own-problem. And do you know the interesting thing, B, actually, my journey started with exactly the same problem. I was in a band I was, oh, yeah. uh, and, and I, I wanted a website and I didn't know how to do it and I went the other way and learned how to, to code it. But it sounds like you had the better idea. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I don't think I would have uh, been able to code it like you, and I was—I uh, just wanted the quick way. So, yeah, it turned out it turned out well for me. But this—this this is the point—is you know, some people they—they they don't have the ability to to code and probably won't ever. So this is for them really. Uh, it's just easy for non-techies, and it's really affordable and quick. It's fantastic. It really is a good product, guys. If you've not checked it out before, check out Mr. Sites. Just give it a, a Google search and, and obviously hit the link on there and take a look into it because it, it really is a true software as a service, an end-to-end solution, something that makes things that are technical very easy for people that don't want to be technical. I think that's the real, the real benefit for this. So speaking of tech, B, did you have any tech background at all prior to Mr. Site then? No, I, I didn't. Um, I see myself as more of a translator from techie to to yeah, a normal average person. Um, but I worked with some fantastic techies to bring the product to the public and sort of made sure that all the jargon was out of that and that it was very, very easy to use. And I think that's that's so important, isn't it? Making things so, so 
simple and allowing people that, as you say, don't really need that tech background, will never want to code something, but allowing them to put something together that looks really professional, really high end and actually not spending the earth on it. You know, this is this is something that really treads that line really well. So, yeah, I, I find it a really quality product. Thank you. Thank you. And and the good thing is, is that a lot of techies like to use us as well, because you do get instantly brilliant results. You can, oh, stop, you can stop coding now, Mark. I know. I need, to, <laughs> I need to just quit and do more podcasting. I think <laughs> I owe you a debt of thanks. <laughs> now, that, I find that really interesting, actually, the techies uh, diving onto that, because, you know, when you when you consider that those guys do like coding, the fact that they don't need to code to use this, but they still use it. I find that really interesting. So the product must stand up to that scrutiny of those coders as well. So, and that just proves its quality, doesn't it? Absolutely. You're right there. Superb. So before we finish on Mr. Sight, then we are going to talk a little bit more about that and more about your journey and specifically around uh, empowering female entrepreneurs to get into that tech space. I think that's a really important issue. So we're going yeah. to get onto that in a moment, but okay. I just want to pick your brains and tell the listeners more about where Mr. Sight is right now and what's coming in the near future for the business. Okay. Uh, we are at a very exciting time right now. Um, we're launching our brand new website builder. So it's using the latest tech, but obviously it's still super easy. And it's a, uh, we've now got the ability to create really fresh and modern websites which are responsive. So this means that they automatically resize to look brilliant on phones and tablets and big screens. And this is really important because more and more people are accessing uh, the web just through their phones. So it's very important that websites should be responsive now nowadays. So we've been developing this for a while. Um, studies are sh show that more than half of all small businesses still don't have a website. So it's really important for all businesses to make sure they have a good looking one because <clears throat> um, it shows you're professional and, and you meet in business. It means you're open 24 hours a day and you can cater to, to, to people all over the world. I think that responsive side of things, B, is really important because the statistics do show that smartphone usage and tablet usage is just booming. So if you are a business out there on the net and you don't have that capability, you are obviously at a loss from day one, aren't you? Absolutely. There's just more and more people looking at your site from your phone. So you don't want them to like have to sort of zoom in and with their fingers to try and read your text. You want your website to automatically respond to whatever device it's being on so you can read the information clearly without having to, you know, manipulate the site. It's just easy right there for you to see. Fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, guys, if you are considering a responsive website, you need to get out there. You need something cost-effective that looks fantastic. Check out... Mr. Site for sure. And I'm sure there's a lot of exciting things in the future for that business as well. So just to kind of segue into the next section then, one of the biggest yeah. things that I wanted to chat about with you, B, is really that, you know, the, the fact that you're a, you are a female entrepreneur in the tech space, which I guess at times is quite daunting. There are a lot of people I speak to certainly coming through school, college, university, mm. and these young girls are really kind of struggling to get into this tech space and almost feeling as if it's not the space for them. And, you know, that's entirely unfounded and it's yeah. something that needs to be overcome. So did you have to overcome any problems like that when you were trying to make Mr. Sight the success that it is today? Um, I mean, I, I, I was lucky really because I started at the top of the company and so I didn't have to sort of work my way up the struggle that I hear other women have to go through to get to the top. Um, you know, I've, of course, I, I came, I've come across sexism 
during my time. But um, the best thing I find to do is just to ignore it, uh, focus on what I need to do, do to reach my goals. And I just don't really let it um, affect me. Um, you know, when I was in, in bands, there was a lot of men there too. So the tech industry is no more sexist than the music industry. Boys with guitars are the same as boys with computers. Um, I do I do wish there were more women in tech. There's a lot of opportunity. I would love to have more, more women working for me. Um, I would say to any girls who want to get into tech to just go for it. If you've got the hunger, the drive and the passion, I think you can make anything happen regardless of your sex and with tech becoming so integral in our lives girls should really be encouraged to study technology because the world is their oyster and it will be their oyster as it becomes more and more important i think one of the interesting things with that is that what you said about you wishing there were more ladies that worked for you because we struggle so much at the agency we struggle to find good really good quality girl woman female developers it's it's crazy or even designers and it's it seems to be this real barrier and it's because they they just don't see that as a career path for them which i, I find is crazy isn't it you know the opportunities are there for everyone definitely um I, honestly if you want to do something you should just go ahead and do it and focus on what you want don't let anything put you off Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic advice. And I just want to touch on the opportunities in the tech world because we see so much happening. We, you know, we see the instant billionaires or what look like the instant billionaires of the WhatsApps and the Ubers and the so on and so forth. But yeah. of course, tech isn't all glitz and glamour, Silicon Valley, is it? It's a real, you know, you do have to graft, you have to work hard for that. And I just want to touch upon that really. <laughs> How do you find this new shift, you know, this new app culture, this whole glitz and glamour uh, perception of the tech world is it is it something that's not a problem but is the perception something that you guys come across as Mr. Side? It's funny you should say that because I did go to a conference last year it was a tech conference and it was really really like a, um, a rock concert and all the guys in the tech and the girls in tech they all treated like like rock gods so it's very funny to be moving from music into tech and it's sort of being quite similar is interesting but of course you know it's not it's definitely not all glitz and glam and I certainly do work extremely hard so same as my team um and you know the, the, the trickiest thing about technology I'm finding at the moment is the fact that you have to just be constantly updating as technology evolves you can't sit and rest there's no sort of relaxing you always have to be one step ahead of the game um, that's what we make sure we do. So it's not all glitz and glam, no. <laughs> it's certainly not. Uh, it's certainly not the rock star lifestyle, is it? I, I love the parallels with that. Boys with guitars are just the same as boys with boys with computers. That's fantastic. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> and do you find that the pace of acceleration is well? It's accelerating. You know, the if you think about you know the Moore's law that the, the sort of every eighteen months, two years, the hardware costs go down and so on and so forth. You know, that's a, a relatively solid idea that is proven to, to happen. But do you find that things are just accelerating? So the pace of change is just constantly compounding itself. Things are moving Absolutely. quicker and quicker. I'm, I'm definitely finding that. And, you know, in the old days, sort of five years ago, didn't seem like, you know, that 
long ago, but these days what you're looking at a year ago seems like five years ago. It's very strange. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Because things do just, you know, things develop. I mean, we talk about the responsive movement when you think about how that has just developed and boomed over the last four or five years. You know, you had the early adopters very early on, but obviously no browser support. And now it's it's only at a point now where things are widely available to people like yourself. So you can now start to roll out fully responsive elements because everything is supported across the most relevant browsers. Is that a challenge from your end saying, look, guys, we've got this new tech, but how do we implement that? And more importantly, when do we implement that? How do you guys overcome that kind of problem? Well, I'm really lucky. I've got a fantastic team of developers who are absolutely crazy about tech and they're obsessed with it and they read about it all the time and learning about stuff all the time. They're attending lectures and researching. So they're always one uh, step ahead of the game and um, they love it. I think that's important. You've got to love it. And they just love playing with new things and making new stuff happen. Yeah, I think that's uh, it's a real trait of a, a quality developer and a quality designer is someone that does it not because it's a job or because they need to earn the wage. They do it because they love it and they're just interested in it, aren't they? They don't stop yes. reading. Yeah, indeed. I think that's you need you need a team like that, don't you? That's fantastic. So, just to pick back up on the I guess on the entrepreneurial side for for especially sort of girls going through college or university right now. Yeah. Certainly I I see quite a lot of um when I'm doing a lot of the mentoring through the universities and the colleges, the even the education side of things doesn't seem to be too well geared up to deal with females that want to go into tech. Right. Is that, again, something that you've seen perhaps on resumes or CVs that you've found coming in or within you know the, the actual people that you get through the door? Is that something that you recognize as a problem as well? I, I, I do miss having more girls. I would love to have more girls. I mean, the way I see it at the moment is, you know, I need the best person for the job. And if I've got a stellar CV and it's a a guy, I'm going to have to go for the the guy because I need quality developers regardless of the sex. Um, But yes, I do. I do agree with you. We need more developer girls. And I would, if I had a stellar girl's CV come through my door, I would absolutely just be all over it like a rash um but also I do have some girls in my development team who I am uh, who are being mentored and we're, we're taking them up to the next level so hopefully through Mr Site we'll get some um really fabulous uh, female developers um through our mentoring uh, to go out there into the world and take it on Absolutely. And I think, you know, the idea of taking the world on and being mentored by someone that's doing the job is so important. We've seen the rise of apprenticeships here in the UK and the kind of work-based placements, you know, that's come back into the fold. And not only for trades, it's obviously in the tech and the creative industries, which is vital to the, even just to the, you know, to the UK economy on the whole. It's so, so important. And absolutely. I love the idea that you mentor people through that process, because I guess even with a lot of people and certainly you know, we, we, we are talking about the sort of uh, the girls and the women coming through that process. But when I, as I, as I say, when I see colleges and universities, they don't seem as well geared up to deal with females that want to come through and develop through tech. So the uptake with the courses is much less on the female side. You know, I went and did a seminar at uh, a local college and I think there was out of 15 delegates on that course, there was only one girl. Right. And that startled me. But Yeah, yeah. The idea that you can have this work-based experience, you know, it, it's something that's 
got to be so important and other companies need to embrace, don't they? Definitely. There needs to be a culture of nurturing talent, for sure. How do you go about setting up that culture? If if a small business owner out there is listening and thinking, do you know what? Yeah, look, I do have this problem as well. And I'm sat here thinking, <laughs> I actually have this problem. Mm. How do you go about creating that culture of nurturing where people can come in and a developer who is really seasoned, really experienced or a designer of the same ilk understands that it's part of their role and it's all right to take time out to nurture and help these people along. How do you go about creating that culture? Uh, well, we've got a, a great lead um, developer at the moment who is doing a fantastic job mentoring all our staff. Um, and, uh, you know, for him, it, it's an absolute joy. And I have seen our whole team come on absolutely leaps and, and bounds. It's just really exciting. And I think he gets a lot of pleasure out of, out of mentoring um, our staff. Uh, the whole culture of Mr. Sight is very open, relaxed. It's all about um, seizing the opportunity. Um, I mean, that's the great thing about a small business. Um, as a young person coming in, there's so much that you can learn. There's so many areas that you can get involved in. And that's absolutely what it is like at Mr. Sight. We've got a really great, tight team. Um, and we're all learning from each other all the time. It's really exciting. That's a really open culture then, isn't it? It's the less traditional hierarchical culture where the managers oh, are the officers. Definitely. I find that works much, much better. It's a collaborative effort and everyone feels like, you know, the company is theirs and everything that they do matters to everyone else. It's really lovely. That's fantastic. It's such a, a refreshing, a refreshing idea and something that I think a lot of people strive for, but they don't quite know how to let go of these traditional values that have yes. been conditioned to. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a new way of, of doing things for sure. And, and you see the results. The results speak for themselves. Absolutely. I think it's vital to, to just embrace that. And you kind of just need to let people develop themselves as well, figure out what works for them when Absolutely. they work best, don't you? Yeah, I agree with that. That's superb. Okay, so just to, to go back to, I guess, helping helping the, the girls out there who want to get into tech and follow your footsteps and create something, really be proud of this business and the te- in the tech space that they've created. Yeah. I know, B, you've spent some time kindly putting together three actionable tips for female entrepreneurs looking to move into that tech space. So what have you prepared for the listeners today, B? Okay, well, uh, my tips are as follows. I'd say, number one, focus on your goal and don't get diverted by negativity along the way people may not celebrate your success and some people might even try to trip you up just purely because of their own issues so I would say don't waste your precious energy on them know where you want to go and just focus and go there that's fantastic so keep your head down stay the course and 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 persist basically isn't it absolutely absolutely that's what I do and it works for me (laughs) (laughs) I think it's the only thing you can do. So, you know, persist. Don't let people get on top of you. Don't let don't let this kind of um, this culture, you know, especially when the sexism creeps in, because we do see it and it is there. It's one of the things that people don't like to talk about. But yeah. sadly, it is there, isn't it? It, it is there. It is there. But yeah, I, I just try not to get wrapped up on, in it because it just diverts you from what you want, what you need to do. It's not important, is it? It's not your problem. If you're someone that wants to achieve something, it's not your problem. Exactly. The sexism exists. It's the person who's delivering that that has got the problem, isn't it? Indeed. 
Yeah, I love that. That's really powerful. So stay the course, guys. You know, you will get knocked back. And we all trip up. And as long as it's not people trying to trip us up, then we can get around it and we can, you know, basically ignore the people that aren't adding any value to our lives and we can leave them behind and we can do what we want to do. So really, really powerful, B. And tip number two, B. I would say tip number two, do not let mistakes knock you off course. Um, it's really important to learn from mistakes and let them guide you. As I find, I find that my biggest mistakes have actually led to my biggest break- breakthroughs. That's interesting, of course. Yeah, I mean, there's the, the old adage that failure is just a lesson learned, isn't it? And it's it's a real, it almost sounds really cliched, but the cliches are always rooted in truth. And I, I think that's so <laughs> valuable for people. Just, you know, yeah. if you get knocked down, get back up and, and, and learn from, I guess, why you fell over. Indeed. That's fantastic. And tip number three. Okay, tip number three is more about if you're developing a product, um, just remember the customer is the king. So when you're developing a product, as you're on your way, always listen to what they have to say. Don't always rely on your instincts. You must listen to the customers because they will tell you what you need to create the product that they will want. So make sure you listen. That is one of the biggest problems with software, isn't it? I spoke to Adriano Ferrari from Ginkgo. Um, It's an online writing tool and we spoke about overcoming that launch paralysis. And actually yeah. one of the big things that echoes what you've just said is that the customers will tell you what they want and you perhaps don't always know best, do you? Absolutely, absolutely. Really important that. And do you know, it's, it's how did you find, just to kind of digress a second, when you first came to launch Mr. Site, did you yeah. feel like you were ready to launch? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, any any piece of art. You, it's never really finished, is it? It's hard to let go, but you've got to release it out there into the wild in order to get the feedback to get so that you know what you need to do next to make it something that is useful to people. It's, it's really difficult. I mean, when I started doing the podcast, it was it was this, right, I'm going to get this out there. And the minute that you press publish, oh my, people can now negatively or positively comment. And the, the fear of being open to any kind of feedback is... It's it's a tricky thing to get over in the first instance, isn't it? Indeed, but just going back to, to point two, you know, if, if someone does have a problem and they do have a complaint, now that you're out there, at least you can get that feedback and you can do something about it. Absolutely, and as long as you deal with that feedback positively. And, you know, we all get the people. I, I always say it to the guys at the studio when, you know, you might have a million people that really love what you're doing and don't say a word. And the one person that shouts up saying they don't like it, he's the person or she's the person that you listen to. This is true. This is true. But that's that's how you get a really fantastic product that people actually want. Absolutely. So listen to the customers, guys. The customer is always king or queen or prince or princess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting one. That is something to really really bear in mind, especially as you sat there developing this product that you you know is fantastic, but you're in love with it so much that you just can't let it go. Let the customers do the work for you guys. That's, that's, a, that's a great tip. B, thank you so much. And just before we close the show, would you mind telling people where they can find you online? Yes, you can find us at www.mrsite.com. That's M-R-S-I-T-E.com. Check it out, guys, mrsite.com. And as ever, thank you to B for joining me on the show. And as ever, for all of the show notes, head on over to excellence-expected.com, where, of course, you can also pick up your free copy of my book, 
the essential 14-day guide to cutting your working hours and increasing your impact. B, thank you once again. Thank you. Don't forget, guys, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will accept.